Hey everyone, it's the Elite Beat, your source for all of the AEW news, reviews, and previews. I'm Andy, sitting next to me here in the loft, with her eyes downcast, is Jenny. What? Your eyes were, were down, like you were looking at the floor. Oh, there's a lot, there's a lot to look at over in that corner, that's where Emma's playmat is. There's uh, a lot happening. A lot of splashes of color. Yeah. Yeah, and 115 miles to southwest, it's Megan. Hello. Let's do the Elite Beat Pop of the Week. Well, this week, we don't have a sound, because we have already popped. But we are drinking Casa Emma Chianti Classico. Ooh, nice. I only drink wine now with my daughter's name in it. That seems really limiting, but... (laughs) I get it. <laughs> I hope there's a good champagne with Emma's name in it. Otherwise, what will you do? I only drink red wine with my daughter's okay. <laughs> Clarify that. Put a qualifier on it. Have to revise those filters. Um, well, I have a box of I I too, my Chiron would say has been drinking. Um <laughs> I have this box. It's the Boda box this week. I think my Grazi's coming in tomorrow or sometime soon. So we're going to stick with the Boda for now. I liked that Grazi. Me too. Good stuff. It's good stuff. All the varietals are good. The white, the rosé, the red. Love them all. Do they only have one type of red or do they? are they going like, to? Just one of each. It's a table red. All right. I like it. It was good. So we're all three drinking red wine today. Oh, yeah. Chilly out. It's It's changing. Yeah. Yeah, it's raining. It's kind of chilly. I'm just saying, that doesn't happen much. It's the season now, though. Now we're getting into it. Mm. Guys, cheers. Cheers. Let's talk ratings, because we, like like last week, it's a mixed bag. Oh, no. Uh, Oh, no. Sorry, Meg, Rampage. Meg gets over <laughs> when I start this play. This is from uh, Cage Side Seats. Um, so this was, the, of course, the Rampage Grand Slam edition. Two hours. Oh. And maybe that's why it didn't perform that well. Because it went from 10 to midnight? Yes. So it did a .12 rating and 341,000 viewers. Whoosh. Uh, oh. So, <laughs> now, the September 15th show, the one the week before, did a point zero nine in the demo. Mm. So, but what? let's look at the history of uh, Rampage Grand Slams, though. Because they've all been Friday nights, 10 to 12. So we start in 2021, 640,000 viewers, a point two nine. Oh, damn. That's Starting high. Cool. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a real drop. <laughs> 2022. 522,000 viewers of 0.17. And then, of course, yes, last Friday, 341 and a 0.12. So the first two years, that wasn't bad. Well, the first year crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Like but the second year. The rampage is insane. The second yeah. year, I thought, hold, held strong. You know, it's. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, they'd be, yes, they'd be doing backflips if they got, we're getting 0.17s for rampage these days. Yeah, and the five hundred, like 
breaking 500,000. Yeah. Good lord. Yes. So anyway, so yeah, I don't know what to say about Rampage. It's like, you know, <laughs> I mean, what can you say about Rampage? Well, out of counties, do you think they're going to continue to have Rampage? Like, As long as Turner is going to pay them to have Rampage, sure. they're going to have Rampage. Out of curiosity, did it get led into by like a movie? I'm assuming not a live sporting event because it started right at 10. Yeah, I think I think typically the accountant. It's probably the accountant. Yeah. I don't I don't know what the lead is. <laughs> was. Um, and then let's talk about Collision. Uh, this is from John Pollock's write-up on post wrestling. Despite a huge college football game airing head-to-head, AEW scored Collision scored its largest audience in nearly two months. The that was the OSU Notre Dame game. That's right. right yeah. The September 23 episode of Collision from Grand Rapids averaged 562,000 viewers and a .18 in the 18-49 to demographic. The numbers reflected a 20% increase in overall viewership and an 18% bump in the 18-49. to uh, The show aired against the Ohio State versus Notre Dame game, which had 9,980,000 viewers on NBC. <laughs> Comparatively, it destroyed. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so it did really well, and at the peak quarter hour was 8.45 to 9, which was the ending of Julia Hart versus Kira Hogan, the Righteous Vignette, and the start of Jay White versus Andrade. Okay. I'm, I'm glad Collision's, um, sort of having a comeback. I, I want the narrative to be that they don't need that punk, but uh, it seems like it's doing fine without him. Good. I I'm I don't want it to be like a temporary effect. I know Grand Slam weekend, even though Collision wasn't technically Grand Slam, it was the quality of a Grand Slam as we discussed. So I don't want this to be just like a like a fluke. I hope Collision continues to do okay because I. I do enjoy. I do enjoy Collision. I can't believe I'm enjoying the extra two hours of wrestling I have to watch every week. But we fully cut out one hour. That's true. I'm I traded in an hour, so I'm only yeah. net like positive one extra hour. That's true. And uh, and here's the last of it. Uh, AEW Dynamite fell to its lowest 18 to 49 audience since June as it heads into its pay per view weekend. The September 27 episode from Broomfield, Colorado, averaged 855,000 viewers and a .28 in the 18-49 demographic. Um, show ranked third among cable originals behind uh, Fox News' coverage of the Republican debate and Sean Hannity that followed the debate. Yikes, why? That's, that says more than anything. I think Taylor Swift needs to start dating somebody on the AEW roster. Yes. And then we can get some t-shirt sales. We can get some viewership up. No, her fans would like, the Swifties would, would find out about like, they'd start watching Dark Side of the Ring and they just like get the entire industry canceled. I maybe, fully. Maybe we need Taylor Swift's fans to get the independent contractor. That's what it's going to take. <laughs> yes, go after that. Swifties, but also I want the tweet where they explain how wrestling works the same way they explained how football works. To each other. <laughs> that would be good. Hey, uh, you know that uh, Eddie Kingston has decided he is no longer doing independent bookings, or at least much less. 
uh, via his Instagram page, he announced that he is no longer doing independence. He is dealing with a lower back injury that he'll be getting oh. fixed so he can be ready for New Japan and AEW events. Um, due to being NJPW strong, open weight, and ROH champion, I've come to the hard decision that I'll have to stop doing independence. Um, when my responsibility is as champion for these clip companies is over, I will hopefully be able to do independence again. I apologize to all, but I just need to focus, and my body needs to be ready for those shows. He just he just pulled out of a, a Defy show, um, but I think it was scheduled for this weekend because you know they're going to be up in Seattle anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like that should be the standard if you're like a champion. Well, like you should prioritize. You should, but also you know, supposedly. These people have flexibility to do indies if they want to do them. But, oh, well, that's right. That's right. We need the Swifties here. And at one point, the international championship, previously known as the All-Atlantic, the, I thought the whole idea was that you would, like, go around, shop it around to the indies and f- defeat people and cultivate like, the idea that it could be lost. Yeah, you know? the, the crux of uh, Pax Reign, right? Yeah, he did all the British indies. Yeah. Um, but in Eddie's case, like, do you know what the lower back problem is? Like, is it because oh, probably age, guys? I feel like I'm having lower back issues. <laughs> <laughs> you probably are. I mean, you had a child, and then you carry that child around, and she's probably not light anymore at this point. She is not. I think she's a good 15 pounds. That yeah. gets heavy quick. Yeah. We gotta we gotta wear, but I bet she's close to fifteen pounders. Yeah. Um, speaking of Eddie Kingston, he was on a podcast this week, and he shared that his um, it, he didn't he didn't specify when this happened, but he said that at some point his contract with AEW was coming up, and he kept it quiet, and that he got four more years, adding that there is nowhere else he wants to be. So sometime, I guess probably in the not too distant past, he signed a four year extension. Who was this? I'm sorry, I missed that. Uh, we continue to talk about Eddie Kingston. Oh, okay. So 2027, he's locked yeah, I mean, in for? Unless it was like last year, yeah. But it didn't sound like it was that far back. Damn. Okay, the other thing we have to talk about, unfortunately. Oh, no. Adam Cole. I know hey. it'll come up on Dynamite, but I feel like this is too big a story. Um, Britt Baker uh, posted this on Twitter. Last night after Dynamite uh, said, this guy broke his ankle in three places on a freak accident. He still hobbled around on live TV because, as we like to say, the show must go on. Uh, Adam Cole gives his entire heart and soul to pro wrestling. He's one tough cookie, and this is just a small bump in the road. He'll be back better than ever, baby. And uh, she posted a picture of his badly, badly bruised and swollen foot. And a uh, picture of him in the cast, and then a picture of the X-ray with the breaks. Oh. Um, speaking of, shout out to our friend Adam, who broke his uh, foot a couple of months ago, just got out of his cast yesterday, and uh, is now uh, in in a uh, in a walking boot. Um, I think he still gets to use his little knee scooter when he's going <laughs> longer distances, though. Oh hell yeah! Use the knee scooter as long as possible. That just seems fun. <laughs> But uh, but this Adam Adam Cole uh, he he said that at least if we were to believe his promo um, 
multiple like he tore ligaments which which is to my understanding that's the like the actual like a break could heal in like six weeks it's like the torn ligaments that'll keep you out for months at a time because that's what you need surgery for not the breaks the ligaments right so it sucks uh i i feel so bad but i'm so sad this was like (laughs) the thing I was enjoying the thing, mm-hmm. not the main thing, the thing. Yeah. And now it's being taken away from me. Yeah. And not to make his injury about me. Mm-hmm. But. But. <laughs> <laughs> but Jenny, it's it's nice that they didn't. MJF very much, for better or worse, he's like, it was my fault. I don't blame you, buddy. I still love you. And so, I, they're not breaking them up. Yeah, I hope. I just like if he's out for a while, things can change, and they won't have the same momentum, and things will just be different when he comes back. Because like, he'll have had experiences, and MJF will have had experiences, and it'll just be. And the crowd real will have experiences. Wreck it, Ralph. Two vibes. <laughs> and you should just be allowed to have just one friend. Well, Adam explained to MJF about how actually the opposite is true. <laughs> I didn't agree with that. Oh, man. Andy, though, up until right now, I thought maybe this is a work. He described so many bad things that happened to him, and all he did was jump from the stage. And it both terrifies me that it's real and makes me like ponder the frailness of my own body because I'm not in out of pole shape. God knows one wrong trip and I could break my entire leg or arm or both. So really it's, um, thanks Adam for reminding us. We're all just flesh bags and skeletons. It's scary. I hopped over a small wall a few months ago and (laughs) just like (laughs) Jenny just looked horrified at finding this out. (laughs) I just like, I just thought, Oh, that's like pretty short. I can do that. And I landed, and I was okay, but it did, like, I felt the impact more than I expected to. And I just thought, man, I'm old. Like, Where did you do this? When did you do this? A few months ago, at your parents' house. Why did you jump over a wall? I don't know, I didn't feel like walking all the way around. To test his body to see if it still worked like he remembered it. And then he finds out now. It's like, you know, when, when we were kids, we used to, like... Yeah, you know, I used to like hop over things all the time. You well, know? I know, but like our bo- like I am, my body is deteriorating. Well, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's, that's quickly. The real, that's the realization yeah. that I'm coming to here. You know. Did you and, ever yeah. like contemplate monkey bars as an adult? Because as a kid, I don't know about you guys, but I was flying over those things. It was not even a second thought. And if I had to hold my own weight with my stubby T-Rex arms at this point in my life, no, like. I could be hanging yeah. over lava. I would die. It's just, don't ask me to use my upper body. Me don't. too. Megan, I contemplated this last night because we are planning a birthday party for someone in the neighborhood. And one of the the girls in the neighborhood was like, oh, look, there's this indoor adult play park that we could all go to. And she sent pictures. Not that kind. And. I don't know what that means, but it's like full of just like 
like monkey bars and rock climbing and like all of these like upper body strength stuff all all high up so one i have no upper body strength two i'm pretty sure i might be developing carpal tunnel three i am terrified of heights and she sent that and they were all like oh that looks awesome and i was like yeah, I think the axe throwing option that you threw looks pretty cool. Staying on the ground and just tossing something. Yeah, my adult play park would include um, a picnic basket full of cheese and wine and, you know, largely just sitting on the ground on a blanket. Me too. So, <laughs> Andy, you're not the only one who's deteriorating. It's all of us. And Adam Cole, apparently. Yeah, but he's in shape. God damn it. Yeah, but you gotta wonder. Ten years if he'd done it ten years earlier, would he have been fine? I don't know. Well, Maybe CM he doesn't. Punk. Well, CM Punk's like ten years older than Adam Cole. No, I know, but remember he like hurt <laughs> yeah. himself no, I know, by yeah. you know. I comfort I that's another thing where I was like, well, CM Punk threw himself into the crowd. It was really like sort of off kilter. Adam Cole jumped maybe three feet off the ground tops. And that was enough to shatter his ankle. Yikes. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. Um, yeah. All right. Next up, we do the Ring of Honor results. Because I oh, love damn. it. Damn. Yeah. Let's hear about who's doing what. This is Ring of Honor on Honor Club episode 30. From September 21st, 2023. We start with a pure rules match for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship as Katsuyori Shibata defeats Nick Wayne. Oh, continue your streak of losing, Nick. He's won a couple of tag matches, right? I think he's only won the one. Okay. He tends to get pinned when he and Darby tag. Diamante defeated Katie Bright. That's a C A T I E Katie. When you said it like that, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think it might be a capital K, capital T, Katie? Actually, that's what I thought it was, but um, just as dumb. Lee Moriarty <laughs> defeated Shoddy Lee Johnson, uh, fianced to uh, big future star Julia Hart. Uh, Mercedes Martinez defeated Trish Adora. Okay. Athena defended the ROH Women's Championship against Angelina Love. Do you know who Angelina Love is? No. What What is a name I would know her by? Uh, Angelina Love, if, if anything. Uh, oh. She was a big fixture in the uh, TNA Knockouts division as part of the uh, actually like very influential stable The Beautiful People. With uh, Velvet Sky and uh, and Madison Rain, actually. Yeah, that's I've only heard of that because of you talking about it relative to Madison Rain and Velvet Sky, oddly enough. Yeah. Um, Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale, and Kira Hogan defeated Layla Hirsch and the Renegades. Damn. You know, you know I love me some Renegades. Yeah. Ethan Page defeated VSK. Okay. Sure. 
Hio del Vikingo, Metalik, and Gravity defeated Serpentico and Helico and Tony Nice. Oh, I would have watched that. They're wasting Vikingo matches on Honor Club. Yes, they are. Darius Martin and Action Andretti defeated Cole Carter and Griff Garrison. Okay. And the main event. Their last defense before losing the ROH six-man tag team championships to the Hung Bucks at Grand Slam. The Mogul Embassy, Khan, Cage, and Leona defeated Willie Mack and the infantry of Carly Bravo and Sean Dean. Ugh, sorry, Sean Dean. Yeah, I am for real. Uh, that was ROH. What a weird show. Why the Kingo? You know, why? Put him on the television, please. Yes, please. All right, guys, let us do the Elite Beat Plug of the Week. Oh. Yeah, you're currently awake. That's why we do it. Yeah. Would you like to plug? For all the listeners who were curious about why it got moved up, it's because Jenny sleeps. (laughs) Because, bitch, I'm asleep. Yes, I sleep. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I have been listening to the audiobook of the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. And... It just, like, makes me, you know, remember how much I love the movie on Netflix as well. And um, it's just a sweet little story. It's, like, it's well-behaved. Good things happen to good people. <laughs> bad things happen to bad Well, not really. The, the quote-unquote bad guy, you know, gets his bottle of champagne and ring back. So everything's fine. I respected him for that movie. <laughs> Honestly, I stopped thinking of him as the bad guy and thought, that guy knows what's up. Yeah, agreed. Isn't it that that, uh, that hottie Glenn Powell? He's John Glenn. Yeah. 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 John Glenn. He plays John Glenn in um, Hidden Figures. Hidden, yeah. Oh. Like, he, but he looks like. He's that hottie John Glenn Powell who when we watched um, Top Gun Maverick, you were like, look, this guy's hot. And I was like, yeah, I can't stop looking at him. And I'm confused about why. <laughs> <laughs> He's like that, like. Like, like, you know, like, 50s hot, too. Like, like, yeah, like, it's like piercingly pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what this movie's about. So he's got got real freaks energy. Ooh, maybe that's what it is. Okay, so the audiobook of the Guernsey Literary, wait, Potato Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. What, who, who is the narrator who reads it? Is this somebody famous? Famous Brit. Famous Brit. Come on. Are you finding the information? How do I? How do I? Um, no, it just says that says the. Maybe in the. Usually, if it's a famous person, they tout it pretty upfront. Narrated by. Oh, there's three. <laughs> we haven't noticed that there's different ones. <laughs> No, because in all of my others, they, like, change their voices, so I'm just, like... Oh, gosh, Jenny. I just thought they were really good at changing their voices. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Because there are five people in there. Wait, I thought there were three. <laughs> no, I said... The list goes three. on. Are Tell me at least one of them is... 
male and one of them's female. I think there's a mixture. They're just Colin really good at Homer, du- Susan Durden, Rosalind Landor, John Lee, and Julia Mills. I don't know any of those people. Okay, so they just just be like professional voice actors. Yeah. That's fine. Hey, did you guys hear that uh, Michael Gambon passed away? I did. Oh. Hashtag my Dumbledore. I thought he was hashtag not your Dumbledore. No, he's hashtag not my Dumbledore. Oh, okay. I liked him as Dumbledore, so I'm on. I'm hey, on he's better than Richard Harris. Darker. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like his. I like his uh, his hat a lot better. I like that he was just like. He had a real I don't give a fuck energy about children who needed his help. And that's him in the bottom of the fire. But Jenny, he was Emma's dad in the uh Johnny Lee Miller, uh Romola Garay. Oh, I love him in that. He's just yeah. on my Dumbledore. I love him as an actor. I'm I'm very sad he passed away. Yeah. It's okay. He was 82. He lived a nice, long, you know, yeah. famous actor life. Yeah. Um, Megan, how about you? What's your elite beat plug of the week? Um, I think that Jenny plugged this a while ago, but since I just saw it, I'm going to plug Barbie. Yes. Because that movie rules, and I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. I didn't expect to hate it, but I was like, oh, my God, this movie slaps. Greta Gerwig's Barbie? Greta Gerwig's Barbie, yes. I mean, at this point, I think my take is, like, ice cold because everybody's, like, either in love with it or they're Republicans and um, their fragile masculinity cannot take it. But I do think, for all the sad men out there, it was a movie about, you know, how toxic masculinity hurts everyone, including the Kens. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was not like Ken was not like a bad guy in the movie at all. Like he just he stole he, her dream house. Yeah, but she wasn't even upset about it. I mean, he she she mourned spoilers it for a little for bit. Barbie, sorry. Yeah, spoilers for Barbie. But then, like at the end, when she took it back over, she like still had like some of Ken's stuff up in there. I mean, I think my the the thing that absolved him for me was he was like I thought when or when I realized the patriarchy wasn't just about horses. I was kind of over it. <laughs> there you go, Ken. There you go. Ryan Spoilers. Gosling murdering Spoilers it. for the 14th highest grossing film of all time. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and so, that, it's so good. I just, there's a joke in there, and I won't spoil this because I don't know if Amanda has seen it. And I feel like this is a joke specifically for her. Like, I felt like the movie was, like, just reaching out and being like, Hey Jenny, here's a joke just for you and like your small group of friends. That's nice. Yeah. Megan knows which one. I know. Well, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. It made me feel very special. Oh, well, that's sweet. Yeah, it was nice make, feeling like Barbie made me feel special. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Megan, I liked. Do you play with Barbies as a child? Um, I played with my neighbors barbies i never had them i think because my parents didn't want to spend that much money for a doll um that ultimately we would just cut the hair off (laughs) i would have had a weird barbie um (laughs) but my friend had a bunch of them so i would go over there and be like well this you know 
I can play with them here. I don't need my own. That's nice. fine. I had Barbies. I did not have a weird Barbie. Um, you played with them nicely. I played with them nicely, but I did have a couple whose heads fell off because of my brother. And then, you know. By you fell off? Them... Do you mean he ripped them off? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then they never, like, they're... They can never, like, swivel. You can always get their head back on, but they don't have that little little ball. You can never get the ball thing in the right part they of lose, the neck. They lose range of motion. Yeah, so it was always sad. Um, but my grandpa made me... The, the Barbie dream house was way too expensive. And oh. my grandpa made me a Barbie dream house out of wood. And my that mom saved it. So Ron Swanson of him. Yeah. I and, love and it. He, it it's so it was so pretty and it even had like little like a little balcony and little like window sills and then my um my grandma like um used like little fabric swabs and and wallpaper swabs and like uh and wallpapered all the rooms and like oh my painted God. everything it was really special i played with that a lot your barbie dream house was like a mansion yeah, it was nice. way better than the, like, plastic one that was really expensive. Was it, like, Monica's uh, dream house? Yeah. yeah. Her dollhouse that you're not actually allowed to play with. Yeah. I played with mine. Good. Did Emma play with it? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not going to get her the real deal of dream house. Mm-hmm. No, she's going to get this better one. I don't know. It looked pretty sick. No, mine's better. It does <laughs> not have a slide, though. Yeah. Maybe we could hook up the slide. <laughs> Slap a slide on there. It's fine. Um, I would like to plug, once again, crossovergrid.com. Oh, God. Because since the last time I plugged crossovergrid.com, they've added wrestling. They finally added wrestling. I think I, I, I advocated for it last time. I talked about crossovergrid.com. And now it has happened. What if a crossovergrid.com person listens to our podcast? And that's how wrestling got added. It's not impossible. Is it just WWE wrestling or is it just wrestling in general? So for branding purposes, it's called WWE, like on the line of things. Hmm. (laughs) Um, But I went to play today. And for the first time, it is an AEW-centric grid. Oh, you so should share thought, that with us. I thought we could we could play it here on the air, and I can I can just I can just read off the squares, and we can try to you guys can try to puzzle it out. What, what do you want to do, or do you want to look at it yourself? I'm going to do both because this yeah, is the first time I looked at I looked at the original wrestling one when you were like, "Look, they added it," and I have to say, I had no idea what any of the answers were. It was all very old school WWE categories, and I just, I just gave up immediately. Well, Megan, let me tell you about a living nightmare that was. It was either yesterday or the day before's wrestling grid. It was two of the two of the col- the, the three columns were. Uh, it was all about women's wrestling in WWE, so that's great. But the three columns were uh, wrestlers who were on WWE Evolution, the pay per view, mm-hmm. then WrestleMania 39 Night One. So I not only had to remember this show that I barely that I barely watched like eight months ago in a time where I'm not paying attention to WWE, I had to re- remember like which wrestlers were on which night of it, and then the 2019 Royal Rumble. 
Oh my god. <laughs> it was terrible. Anyway, let's let's do it. Let's see if we can do this. Okay. The first square is someone who is a WWE Intercontinental Champion and on All Out 2022. I thought you were going to send it to us so we could visually see. Because I, I, I opened it. How do you open it? You go to crossovergrid.com. How do I know I won't get a, a computer virus from that? Because she's been there multiple times. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're all in the background. Maybe that's what ruined your <laughs> okay. camera. I got something. I got like a, a notice from IT at work today. Like some like email, and it seemed suspiciously like a phishing email. So I reported phishing. And <laughs> got like a notice Girl. like no, honey, this is not phishing. That is you not panic. Done that. <laughs> you panic so quickly. And she has told me this. This happened at least twice before this. But not like from my own company. Yeah. Oh, it had. Yeah, yeah. Jenny, oh. you think everything that you've not directly asked for is phishing. <laughs> And that's just not how email works. Um, I don't think I got to the right place. I'm trying to think of... Mine's at movies. How do I get to the... You you tap on the WWE up up, up on the top bar there. Ooh, I have an answer, but I don't want to... I have an answer. I'm worried I'm going to waste it on this. But I... I, Have that button. Give it to me. So... A little bit over. uh, There you go. Thank you, listeners, for your patience. So okay. I, I have an answer. For for what square? The first one. Wait, how okay. is this? Oh, okay. So what, what, Megan, what do you think? What do you what do you think is your answer? John Moxley. Okay, which, type, type let's all type in which John Moxley. Which square are we doing? The top left. Okay. I was right. But I worry that John Moxley, I just wasted him on <laughs> on that because I feel like he could probably Ooh, he could probably slot into a couple of these. Yeah. Okay. Um, where do you want to go next? I know one. Okay. Okay, Jenny. Where do, where where are we going? Um, AEW champion face Cody Rhodes would be MJF, right? That's right. Oh, but do we? Can I can I make one suggestion? Yes. He's probably also the only AEW champion that faced Samoa Joe. Or I guess it doesn't have to be current, right? Yeah, it could be any time. Okay, okay, sorry, Jenny. We can go with yours. I was just worried we were going to burn MJF quick. Like we burned Moxley quick? <laughs> yeah, exactly the same. I wasn't criticizing. I'm saying, like, we're burning the good, the big hitters here. Okay, we got MJF. Okay. Again, okay, why don't we tackle... Brody ta- um, did Cody. And was... TNT champion. There you go. I think, fun fact, I think he was also Intercontinental Champion, but we could use him on the TNT Champion one. Oh, oh well, if you would rather use well, him no, there, let's, 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 let's do it. Let's Brody Lee. Brody Lee. He's I not type Brody. Why is Brody Lee not popping up here? Oh, are they not counting it because he is? Well, try, um, what was his WWE name? I forget. Luke Harper? Yeah, try that. Why would that be? I don't know if they don't list Brody Lee, you know. Lurk. Oh, oh, okay. Not, listen, not lurk. So stupid. I have a feeling it's going to be Mr. Brody Lee. Oh, that's dumb. Mr. Fitness. Mr. Fitness. I typed Mr. in this game. 
Okay, I am not. I don't think Brody Lee is in this. Yeah. Oh nope, it switched. Wow, that's um. Somebody complain. Yeah, seriously. What the hell, guys? Um, I have a backup. What about uh, Sammy Guevara? Okay. Yeah, that works. Okay. All right, Megan, uh, your turn to pick a square. Um. Let's see. Oh, I burned John Moxley so hard. That's unfortunate. Um. A TNT champion that faced Samoa Joe. I feel like Orange Cassidy did that. He's faced a lot of people. I don't remember an Orange Cassidy Samoa Joe match. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm I'm taking a guess just because. Okay. Were you right? No. <laughs> Jenny, do you have a thought on that one? Um, a TNT champion. <laughs> That face Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luchasaurus? I don't recall a Luchasaurus Joe match. Okay. But that doesn't Try mean it ever happened. I, I am going to say the person that he had a long feud with and traded the title with, Darby Allen. Oh, damn. That's probably a good answer. All right. Jenny, your turn to pick a square. Well, no, I, I, I did one. You did what are you? I, I did two. I did I did the EW champion and the T and T champion against Cody. Just because Brody didn't exist doesn't mean that okay, I, I will try. Okay. Um all out twenty twenty two. Okay. All out twenty twenty two. Okay. I don't remember all out twenty two. I'm sure you don't, but like most of the top stars are on or on all the pay-per-views, so. And it was just last year. And we already we already used Moxley for that box. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was trying to think of that 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 IC champion box. Um. Uh, all out 2022. Um. Uh. Could we put Kenny for the AEW champion? Was he on all out 2022, or was that when he was still on his? When does All Out happen? No, I guess they, they wrestled All Out. The Elite came, they Elite wrestled Death Triangle at All Out last year. So, yeah, so that Kenny Omega would be an appropriate answer there. There he is, yeah. You did it. And it's a low one. Yeah, it's good. Okay, I'm going to uh, finish the Cody column. I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to find an Intercontinental Champion who wrestled Cody Rhodes at some point. I bet John Cena did. I don't think John okay. Cena's ever been the Intercontinental Champion. Wasn't that the one that he... United States Championship. Oh, okay. Sorry. I happen to know that Cody Rhodes feuded with The Big Show over oh, the shit. Intercontinental title. So we're going to go with Big Show, and that is what he is in here under. And yes, there he is. Ooh, 6%. Yeah. Damn. Make it your turn. Mm. I know you can't get a perfect grid anymore, but... No, I'm. All, so the AEW TNT champion for All Out. Can we go Orange Cassidy there? I would not be surprised if Orange Cassidy was on that show. Let's try it. No, he was not. All right. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? Where was Orange Cassidy? He's always wrestling. I don't know. Okay. Um, 
Well, let's try to solve this one. Uh, who's another AEW TNT champion? Uh, Wardlow? Oh, yeah. Remember when that was the case? All right, there you go. Wardlow, 19%. All right. Damn. Jenny, which of the last two squares do you want to tackle? I'm out. You're out of guesses? Uh-huh. How'd that happen? I don't know. Okay. Did you go rogue? Were you, like, filling stuff in? Okay, I have one guess last left, so I'm going to... Megan, do you, how many guesses do you have left? Um, I restarted to get my guesses back. Because <laughs> I thought we were all doing it, so I was just like, I don't care. I'm going to go with AEW champion who has faced Samoa Joe, and the answer, of course, is Cookie Monster Punk. Oh, 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 I've got a guess for the Intercontinental champion versus Samoa Joe. Okay. Has, um, has AJ Styles done that? I, I don't, let's let Megan fill it in and see. Uh, I see champion Samojo. Okay. AJ Styles. Select it. Yes, 14%. You got it. Good job. Good job, Jenny. The elite beat conquered the grid. Well, I got eight out of nine. But that's okay. When I played it the first time, I got nine out of nine earlier today. So, um, he is implying that we're bringing him down, Megan. Uh, I'm used to bringing the average down. I mean, have you seen my pay per view scores? It's not good. Speaking of, <laughs> we got some Wrestle Dream, uh, we got a Wrestle Dream card to, to pick, guys, because that is uh, that is coming up this weekend on Sunday, and we're gonna watch it. And I'm pretty excited because I think, I think this pay per view looks absolutely stacked. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm glad they're like going for it, creating a new pay per view, and then really throwing a lot of talent at it. Yes. So let's do it. Let's pick the pay per view, and then Jenny can go to bed if she chooses. So so chooses. See how much wine <laughs> I have left. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's start from the top, uh, based on Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Zach Saber Jr. Now. The build for this match has been a little bit weird. There hasn't been any face-to-face. It's been all through video packages and uh, interviews. So um, I think they're just kind of counting on the the dream matchness of this to uh, to keep it afloat. And, you know, also, like, Brian Danielson being the hometown hero is not doesn't hurt too much either. I'm going Danielson all the way. I, too, am going Brian Danielson for the victory in this one. I also am, although I do... There is part of me that thinks they could get away with giving it to Zack Sabre Jr., but, man, he's in his hometown. This is his supposed sort of last run. Mm-hmm. You gotta, I, I would think you'd have to give it to him. Does I that so, mean yeah. everyone gets to retire when their child turns seven? Only if you tell your child you're going to retire when you turn seven. That's right. All right, then we got Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland, which to me is uh, has become the most heated match on this show based on uh, the the go home angle tonight, which we'll talk about later. Uh, Swerve also in his hometown, and I think I think that's going to serve him well because I think this is going to be a multi match feud. So mm-hmm. I think Swerve is going to win this first one. I think Adam needs this win. I don't think he's going to get this win. So you're win. picking Swerve. Yeah. Okay. But I might. Because you want the point. 
I know, but I want to go with Adam. <laughs> Don't be like Megan. This is what gets in her in trouble. Yeah, this is why I lose. I frequently you're about, you're go about, against WrestleMath. Yeah. <laughs> so are you picking Swerve, Jenny? Yes, but I reserve the right to change that right before the okay, pay-per-view. Okay. Megan? I'm, I'm going to go with Swerve as well because I do think... I can see how Adam might need the win, but if it's a multi-match feud, he'll have a chance in the future. It is shocking how hot Adam went from to just being ice cold nothing. Well, we're going to talk about that uh, that uh, little cloud that uh, was over him. Uh, next up, FTR defending their AEW World Tag Team Championships against Aussie Open. Anybody have any thoughts on that one? Ugh. Not a lot of build for it. Again, mostly just promos. Yeah. It's gonna be FTR. Okay. You don't sound like super thrilled about it. No. Okay. I I don't like FTR. All right. Megan? Um, I'll go off track and say Aussie Open. I think they've been pretty fun lately, and FTR can always get them back. That's true. All right, uh, two-on-one handicap match. Wait, who did you go with? I went FTR, yeah. Two-on-one handicap match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. MJF defending the tag team titles by himself against the Righteous. God damn it. I'm going with MJF because I'm not going to let the fucking Righteous win, even when they, like, obviously have to drop the fact that MJF and Adam Cole are in a tag team when Adam Cole is hurt, but like maybe they could continue to do some storylines and vignettes on the side without wrestling. So I'm going to go with MJF to hopefully keep my dream alive and fuck the righteous. Okay. All right. Megan. I'm going to go with MJF because he's willing to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> he has that diamond ring. He's willing to use it. I am going to go with The Righteous because I have faith that Tony Khan isn't going to completely destroy his tag team division over this. No, he should. Well, he should just be like, we'll I'm see. going down. I will, he, be, I will be disappointed if he does. He digs his heels into so much bullshit. But, like, dig your heels into like this and like do some stories. We just need some vignettes. Have MJF go to his house. It's going to come down to how much claw he has at the time of the final decision being required. <laughs> Doesn't it always? Six-man tag team action. Chris Jericho and the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, taking on the Don Callis family of uh, Kanosuke Takeshita, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay, who Jenny was uh, surprised to learn existed yesterday. Uh, the story <laughs> of this match is that all members of the Babyface team are coming in a little worse for wear because of attacks by the Don Callis family, uh, including one we'll talk about where they took a field trip to Tokyo to, to, to deal out some pain. They're dedicated. Uh, yes. I think, I think the baddies are going to take this one. Not, not Jade Cargill's old stable, the baddies. They're lost with, they got to go to WWE now. Yeah. Um, oof. Uh, I kind of agree with you, but also, man, the good guys got really wrecked this week. But there's something about having Will Ospreay on your team 
that makes me think you're going to do well. So I'll go Callus. And Jenny. <sighs> me too. I'll go in heels here. Interesting. Speaking of heels, Stars' heels canceled after its second season. Oh, sorry, Stephen Amell. Uh, two out of three falls for the AEW TNT Championship. Christian Cage versus the uncleless Darby Allen. Cage. Cage. Um, I'm going for a hometown sweep, and I think Darby's going to take this. I mean, you that guys- would be the feel-good story, but I want Christian to win and then hit on um, Nick Wayne's mom. <laughs> now, do you think it's possible that Darby could lose when Nick Wayne betrays him in the yes. third fall? Oh, yeah. I think it goes to the dark side. I think you're right about Nick Wayne. I think that little kid is getting sucked into the orbit of um, hot dad Christian. Yeah. And I think, you know, once Christian and his mom start dating, it's going to be really hard to like extricate himself. So I've got to say, as someone who started subscribing to Figure Four online back in 2005, it's very weird to hear Buddy Wayne's name said on a national wrestling television show every week. But well, you know, it. he's watching out for Christian Andy, so you got it. You're going to hear about it. Yeah. Looking down from heaven for the Ring of Honor World Championship and Strong Openweight Championship, Eddie Kingston puts his title on the line against Katsuyori Shibata. Um, I think it's regular rules, not pure rules, because the pure title is not on the line. Ooh. I kind of want to go with Shibata. I don't know if that's a good pick or not, but I'm leaning towards Shibata. It'd be cool to have a guy with three belts. And and Eddie... <laughs> or no, he, his, won't, he won't have three belts. He won't get both of them, just the one? What do you mean both of them? If Shibata wins, he's already got a belt, and then he would win. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, yeah. He, I, think, I think I just find it so unlikely that Shibata would win. I hadn't even considered that possibility. Well, I'm picking Shibata. See, this is where I lose. But I'm picking Shibata because Eddie's, okay. Eddie's back hurts, you know? Yeah. I'm picking Eddie because he has said publicly that he's not going to go to other promotions to support these titles. So you're applying the learning that you did earlier in the show. I refuse to learn. I'll do my own research. TBS Championship. Chris Statlander versus the Queen of Spooky, Julia Hart. Hart. I think... I think the Julia Hart act is so fucking good right now. I think she's got a great dynamic with Brody King as her manager... I think her moonsault looked completely insane last night. Oh, yeah. I thought she was going to overshoot, and she did not. She landed it perfectly. She just, like, got high enough that she didn't have to, like, overshoot. Um, Statlander can win it back at any time. I think you go with Julia Hart tomorrow night, or uh, Sunday night. I agree. Okay, we got triple Julia's. We're all high on on Julia Hart uh, right now. Julia, Julia. Julia, Julia. 
Julia. <laughs> that movie's pretty good. I still really like it. <laughs> a four-way tag team match for a future AEW World Tag Team Championship shot. I believe they said that the winners of this match get a title shot whenever they want. So I wonder if that means just like they could just say like this is when I want it or if it's like a money in the bank thing. I hope they, they just show up. Stupid. They made Scorpio carry that ring around. I know. <laughs> We've got the Young Bucks versus the Guns versus the Lucha Brothers versus Orange Cassidy and Hook. Now remember, they would be facing FTR, or if you're Megan, Aussie Open. Or you any time in the future, who knows who has it? Yeah. I'm going to go, I don't think anyone's going to go with this. I'm going to go Orange Cassidy and Hook. I went Orange Hook. Oh. I actually think Orange Hook would be the most interesting. So I would go that way too. Jenny tried to do the the, the counterculture uh, pick. Found herself with the masses. I liked them as a tag team before they were even a tag team. (laughs) (laughs) I saw them tag team at a house party in my friend's basement. (laughs) Um, The build for this match has been they did a four-way singles match on Dynamite this week. (laughs) I, yeah. (laughs) But whatever, it sounds awesome. Like, those eight wrestlers, yeah, give it to me. But put them on pay-per-view and give them 15 minutes. Um, and then finally, and probably not finally, because we still have Rampage and Collision to go this week. Uh, and I don't think anything has been announced for the pre-show. And we always have like at least one match on the pre-show. Oh, yeah. So, so we'll have to update these later. But the other match that we know is Ricky Starks versus Wheeler Utah, which was set up by, I don't know, like disrespect yep. after, the, after the last man standing match. And then, and then a little promo in the back. So... Um, I think Starks, he's been taking too many L's against Brian Danielson lately. He needs a win. Yuta doesn't need it right now. Um, it's Ricky's time, so I'm going to Ricky. I agree. I think when Yuta loses, the BCC will obviously put him through some hard drills, make him, like, do bridges on his head on rocks and stuff. So. Hell yeah. I'll also go with Starks. Okay. Those are our picks. Now, do we have enough, like variability to actually have a competition um i mean i picked the righteous um i picked aussie open i picked darby you tried really hard to pick hook and orange Kansas City. <laughs> i did should i pick page no you should you should, you pick, should pick whatever you want that. okay yeah. all right all right <laughs> i think that will do it for the night? No. We gotta talk about we gotta talk about dynamite. Jenny's like, this is where I check out. Bye. I'm still I'm still going. I, I see that Andy's not drank a lot of his wine, so well, maybe that's, that's because I know I have another hour to go. Okay, so dynamite it is. Let's talk about it. Oh, it's not 
you were like you were gonna drink my wine. Is that what you were saying? Actually, yes. I have like I have to work tomorrow, so you should drink my wine. Okay. Yeah. I do have to prepare the child tomorrow while you're at work. Yeah. I'll give you just a little bit. I'm good. I have to take care of the child. Let me fill her up. (laughs) All right. Dynamite this week. We're in Denver, Colorado. First Bank Center. Um, The show opens with Ray Phoenix's first title defense of the AEW International Championship. His challenger tonight is Jeff Jarrett. And with him comes his entire posse. We got Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh, and of course, his wife Karen joining him at ringside. Um, This had all the makings of a fun opening match. And for the most part, I thought it was. But I did worry that maybe Phoenix hurt his right leg. Either that or I got fooled and he's just very good at acting. Um, But regardless, he, he was the one to get the win. He pinned Jarrett with a cradle and he retained his recently acquired... International Championship title. I always enjoy Ray Phoenix matches, and I always enjoy Jeff Jarrett matches because when I watch Jeff Jarrett, I'm just I'm just like sitting back and going like, "Wow, look at this guy! He's so <laughs> old, but he can move. Like it's just it's constantly amazing." Yeah, uh, I will say the crowd um, had so much heat for him; it it almost seemed personal to me. And I wanted to ask you: is there is there some weird Jarrett history in Denver, Colorado, or did they just like fully decide you're a heel, get out of here? Because they were like pissed. Not that I'm aware of. Okay, they just seemed really passionate about him losing to me, but you know. Does this mean that Ray Phoenix is not only the international champion, but he's also the linear Texas Chainsaw Massacre champion? (laughs) I mean, they never put a belt together for it, but maybe. I thought they gave him a belt. Well, if they did, he didn't. He doesn't carry it around. Well, no, that's why it's a little linear. You know, you can't really, like. He, he's not. It's not an official defense, but he uh, he did. I think this was probably his first time being pinned since that. Well, then I'm yeah, I'm willing to accept that. Okay. Congratulations, Ray. It's been a really big couple of weeks for you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really. Like winning the title on accident, and then <laughs> and then having apparently he's like so. This dynamite was weird. Um, until like two hours before the show, there were only two matches announced. And I know oh. you guys don't really like unless I'm telling you, like you don't really know what's been announced for dynamite. Like there's like it's it's a lot of chaos when Rick Caliber talks about it. Well, no, but I just mean I just mean like, you know what collision goes off the air on Saturday, and they usually have a couple things announced, but then like throughout the week. Yeah, they drop stuff on Twitter or whatever. You guys are not on Twitter. You guys aren't. You guys are not following wrestling on social media at all. I occasionally look at our Instagram. Okay, so my point is mostly just for the Renee stuff. (laughs) My point is, you guys don't. You could just follow Renee on your personal Instagram. Oh my god, I totally could. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The realization. Anyway, uh, the Queen of Cincinnati. Yes. so there were two matches announced, and there were like whispers going around wrestling Twitter, like what's going on? It's like, was there like some big COVID outbreak or something? What happened? And then like apparently Ray Phoenix got cleared, like legitimately got cleared by the doctor like that day, and so they threw him in a match against Jeff Jarrett. And then oh Nick Jackson, who wrestled later, was not planned to wrestle. And in fact, I don't know if you noticed this, Megan, 
He didn't have his gear. Um, he did look he did very look- stripped down. Yeah. I so, couldn't figure out why he looked funny, but I thought maybe it's just because Matt's not there. No, he didn't have his gear. And Matt had his gear because Matt had or had been scheduled for a match. So I th- I don't know if it was a COVID outbreak or what, but like I, they were, there were not a lot of, I think there were a lot of people who were not there who were not available. Huh. Why Interesting. Nick bring his, I feel like you should always just bring some gear. Well, you should you. always bring your gear. That's a, yeah. that's, a, that's a lesson that wrestlers always, old wrestlers always say. But I think Nick was probably just, you know, he was just going to be EVP in for the night. And, and Yeah, uh, but even as an EVP, I would, like, pack up everything. Well, you're not a, you're not working. Yeah, you're just over here, like, gensplaining how, how uh, to do the do her job better than uh, Nick Jackson. Damn. You know um, what? Well, EVP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting, though. So was Ray cleared for... Like sickness, because I didn't think he was injured from the Moxley match. Um, I think he was. I think he was banged up from the Moxley match. Oh, okay. Well, um, hearing that actually it's explains. Than John Moxley. <laughs> He's yeah. like that Brian Danielson um, camp of like every time I have a big match, <laughs> I get hurt. It kind of seems like. Way, <laughs> Brian Danielson did an interview with the New York Post uh, today or yesterday. And he said for the first time since um, uh, Forbidden Door, he is actually fully cleared to wrestle. And he said oh the re- so that's the reason that since since he broke his arm, the matches he's had since then have all been kind of, you know, like smoke and mirrors gimmick matches because that's the best way for him to protect his arm. So, Yeah, ever since he mentioned that, I've been watching him. And it is... Like, if you're really just watching his right arm, it's bananas how often he is doing stuff with his left arm and just, like, cradling the right. Doing nothing with his right arm. Yeah, which, I don't know, good for him. Kudos. Um, But but it's one of those things where you only notice it if you're really looking for it because he's just so goddamn good. Yeah, exactly. Like, I had to, like, fully focus and be like, wow, he is just somehow not using his right arm. Well, I that bet, I, bet, I bet like he's such a like uh, wrestling pervert. I bet he like <laughs> kind of gets off on the challenge of of doing that. Honestly, you're probably right. He yeah. does seem the type. We just saw the total um, <laughs> Bella's episode where he's at NXT, like showing his like animal like wrestling to like protect his neck, where he's like on all fours, like doing like trips and takedowns yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, like, all of his bumps are, like, lucha rolls. Oh, my God. Brian Danielson, you pervert. You wrestling pervert. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but hearing about that situation kind of makes me understand the lineup here a little more. Um, but we'll get to it. So that was the first match. And after that, uh, we get our first vignette of the night. And it's better than you, baby, hanging out in Long Island. Home of yeah. MJF. They're reenacting the climax of Wild Things. Yeah, that we just saw. Yeah, <laughs> jokes. It was so cool. It's, it's incredible. Um, so MJF, the setup is basically MJF has brought Adam Cole to his home town of Long Island, Long Island to celebrate his victory and also to let Adam recuperate his ankle because he, you know, he's messed up. Um, MJF's like, 
come on the boat, Adam. And Adam's like, is this your boat? And he's like, it's my dad's. And he goes, oh, he's letting us use it. And MJF's like, no, but he won't miss it. And so they get on the boat and um, we get a montage of the two of them just like having a great time, being bros on a boat, drinking beer, fishing. And then it, it like leads to them sitting on the boat Adam's fishing and I'm Jeff sitting next to him with a beer and he just is like, hey, man, um, I'm really digging our hangout. But can I just can I just say, like, it, it kind of hurt my feelings when you took Roderick's call. Like, why did you do that? <laughs> and Adam's like, well, he you know, he's my friend. I had to do this. And MJF's like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. He's like, um, here, let me get you a beer. And I was like, great, thank you. And so MJF gets up and he goes out of Adam's sightline behind and over his back or his shoulder and gets in the cooler and instead of pulling out a beer he pulls out his dynamite diamond ring and he puts it on and adam just goes hey you weren't like gonna bring me out here and knock me out with your diamond ring and then throw me overboard right because <laughs> that'd be weird and mjf's like no no man of course not and so he <laughs> he puts the ring back and he just kind of laughs and sits down next to him and then adam explains to him hey man like, people can have multiple friendships. It's okay. Like, you're my bud. Roderick's my bud. We can – everything can be cool. We we can do this. That's how friendships work. And MJF, as a growing boy emotionally, he says, oh, okay. And he seems to genuinely accept it and think about it and perhaps understand it. And uh, And so he's like, yeah, okay, okay. And then Adam, who has been fishing the whole time, is like, oh, shit, I got something. And we cut to huge man Paul White in a rubber duck tube in the water. And he said, he, he's like, you caught Captain Insano, which I, I'm assuming Andy is one of Big Show's personnel, like characters or whatever. Um, Weirdly, it's no, it's just the character he played in the film The Water Boy. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so. It's a horrible movie. I only saw it the one time. I don't have many memories of it. I remember Captain Insano. Well, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, they bring him on board, and the three of them all drink beer together and are just very happy about this. So, I thanks. just don't think that the lesson needs to be, I can have a ton of friends and not give you enough attention. Jenny's the MJF in this situation, guys. <laughs> she fully doesn't doesn't love multiple friendships where she gets filed away as not the most important. <laughs> so maybe she'll grow from this too. <laughs> when Emma makes a real friend, we're going to have like some trouble. You know that like most mother daughter relationships aren't Gilmore girls, right? You need to go into this knowing that. Of course. Of course I know that. Your face says you don't i'm more than double the age that lorelei gilmore was when she had rory <laughs> but like of course i know of course you can be best friends with your child yes <laughs> okay well i mean speaking of best friends um not the tag team but uh in tokyo last saturday apparently don Callis showed up with Takeshta, and um, he Don himself used the words "we're hunting Abushi," <laughs> so that's the, the vibe. 
Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of what's going on with them. And then we cut back to the, the current show. And Don and Takeshita come out to the ring to address the crowd. Renee is here to sort of moderate an interview. And so we get a quick recap video of Sammy betraying Chris Jericho and and then Kenny Omega coming to Jericho's aid. And after that plays, Renee says, so Don, does this mean that it's official that Sammy has joined the Callus family? And Callus is like, well, let me just get Sammy out here. And so that kind of confirms it. Sammy comes out. He's got a brand new Godfather theme sort of entrance graphic. It's it's his name in red on a black, half black, half white background, which I, I'm pretty sure is a Godfather reference. Um, uh, Scarface. Scarface. I knew it was a mob film. Okay. So, yeah, he comes out. Um, Renee asks Don about his Tokyo trip last week. And luckily, Don says, I filmed literally everything. And so we watch the film where Callus and Takeshita show up at Abushi's gym. And they beat up one of his students looking for him. And then Abushi shows up and starts to beat up Takeshita. But Don hits him with an umbrella. And this allowed to, allows Takeshita to get up and clock Abushi with a kettlebell. And man, I don't know. The sound made me feel like, did you really hit Abushi in the head with a kettlebell? Because... It it had a very like metal on flesh sort of sound. Um, they could have added that in post. I hope so, because what a what a horrifying thing to hit somebody in the head with. Um, but uh, Takeshita hits him with a kettlebell, and then he and Don together choke out Ibushi with Takeshita's leather jacket. As Don looks at the camera and is like, "You see this, Kenny? I gotcha. Killing your heart here. Um, very dramatic." And after all that, Sammy gets on the mic and kind of changes direction and is like, yo, I hate Chris Jericho. He's a villain. He held me back for years. Um, Don Callis helped me he, to see how selfish Jericho is. And he made me realize that Jericho would never pass the torch on to me. So I'm so happy to be part of the family. And that's the state of things. The crowd, pretty angry. More angry than they were at Jeff Jarrett. I am uh, I'm big in favor of this because I appreciate the effort that they took to do a a remote pre-tape in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah, just, that's that's dedicated, you know. I mean, I don't know if Takeshi was there for a DDT show, but like Don Callis had to fly out, you know. Yeah, they had to send them there. A long fucking flight too. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like the the drama of it, and I think Kenny's going to be pissed. We don't hear from Kenny tonight. Spoiler alert, but I think he'll be pissed. Um, after that, we get a promo from Bricky Starks that was taped right after his Texas death match against Brian Danielson last week. Um, Ricky claims that even though he lost, he really won because he survived. And he said, Danielson, you've never tapped me out, and you've never pinned me. Which is a wild stat because he's lost technically to him um and he, then he invoked mythical rankings that don't exist anymore well yeah in ricky's mind he's like that means i'm number one and you're number two <laughs> it's like okay i guess that's so we officially got rid of the rankings no 
No, I mean they never said anything. They just they they haven't been posted for well, know, over a year. I, I think. Yeah. It it's a state of mind. Remember for a while when Bianca Belair finally lost and she's like, no, I'm still undefeated. It's a state of mind. I do. I do remember that. And it was like, I don't think I that's, that. I don't think that's the technical definition, but okay. Yeah. Uh, so you, that's not how brackets work. Yeah. So like kind of, I guess Ricky's in that headspace is what I'll say. Um, but after he says all this about Danielson, Wheeler Yuta rolls up and he's like, hey man, I'm I'm sorry I put hands on you. You just wanted to show some respect to Danielson and and I was wrong. Uh, Ricky doesn't want to hear any of this. He basically is like, get the hell out of here. And that lack of respect sets Yuta off and he's like, you want to know what I really think of you? And uh, Ricky's like, sure, whatever. And then Yuta's like, you're an entitled prick. And he goes off on him, and he ends by challenging him to a match at Wrestle Dream, which gets made official pretty quickly. So that is as we made our picks on the card. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, from there, the second match of the night. Uh, to me, like prior to learning that this show was kind of um a last kind of slapped together in the end i felt this was like a bit of a random matchup uh we got a three-way match to determine who will be the next challenger for ray phoenix for the aew international championship next week and the contenders are nick jackson who didn't have his gear um just looked weird to the eye brian cage and claudio castagnoli this felt like a year one dynamite match this felt like like something you'd see on 2019 Dynamite when, like, the Elite all still had booking power. <laughs> like, this this seems like something they would have thought up, which, and I loved it. I thought, <laughs> thought it was so much fun. Um, but, yeah, it did it did have very, like, early AEW energy. Yeah, it, it's like, in my head, I'm like, why the hell is this happening? But then when they got in there, it was a fun match, and they all got to do kind of what they're good at, like... Nick did his high flying. He had two bases to work with. Brian Cage is strong. Claudio is strong. They're strong in different ways. So it was interesting, and they they kept it good. It was just to me, I'm like, why? What? Why are these any of these people fighting to be the next international championship? Especially Nick, who isn't like a singles competitor. Nick should totally be a singles competitor. <laughs> did they say this was his? Was this only his second? Fourth. Single, fourth singles match. I thought it was idea. third. Is fourth? Okay. Yeah. Which and I don't. I don't remember if they said in AEW or just literally ever. <laughs> does but his yeah. match against? Do you think his match against Matt on BTE 200 does that count as one of them? Um. I mean, if he had anything to say about it, probably that's got to be a stat. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. What we come up with. Is Nick Jackson wins, mm-hmm. and we are getting a rematch next week of a match from the eighth episode of Dynamite, Ray Phoenix versus Nick Jackson, which I believe up to that point in time was Jenny's favorite wrestling match of all it time. Was. And I'm excited for Mio Shirai versus Zia Brookside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like that. Yeah, um, but. Uh, what a what a time uh, here here on the uh, is this is this going to be the the fourth anniversary show of Dynamite? Yes. So yes. We're told, yeah. 
And I assume those two are just going to go out and tear it up because they Cannot have wait. excellent chemistry. Yeah, I think of all the contenders, I'm most excited about Nick Jackson having that match. I also put him as last on my assum- like assumed person who would win because, again, thought he just kind of did the, the tag matches. <laughs> but whatever. Good stuff. Like, I- I'm down with it. It was just it the the putting it all together seemed very random. Let Nick Jackson have a short singles run. Like, let him have, like, a month of, like, singles run and then give him the title here and then, like... Well, he's he's having a two-week singles run. Well, yeah. But, like, let him <laughs> have, like, you know, maybe a couple months. Mm. We'll see. Breeze. I don't disagree. I just don't think that's going to happen. Mm. Maybe we'll see the status of the roster as we move forward if this whatever is ailing them continues. Yeah. Hopefully they just like kept people off to be safe, like, you know, because, you know, we do have a pay-per-view on Sunday to protect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to next week. I'm into it. Um the next thing that happens is we get another righteous promo. That is very similar, like, in looks to how they did their last one with, like, the paper cutouts. And they're in, like, a the Garden of Roses sort of alternative. Um, and it, I think I feel pretty much the same as I did about the last one. We're, like, in a vacuum. This is totally great. Uh, in context of wrestling as a whole, I'm like, all right. <laughs> Okay, uh, but they talk about how they're going to wrestle better than you, baby, because at this point that match is still totally on the way it was planned. Um, but the next segment will obviously change that. So the next segment is better than you, baby. They come out, they're in the arena, ready to address the crowd. Adam is still on crutches, so MJF grabs a chair for him to sit in. And his leg cast looked so intense. Uh, for the injury that I thought he had, which was like like a rolled ankle, <laughs> but it's huge and padded, so yikes. Um, Adam Cole immediately gets into what everybody's kind of wondering about. He says, you know, my injury last week was real bad. He uses the words, my ankle exploded. Um, he said he tore ligaments and he definitely requires surgery. So he will be out, but he will be back as soon as he possibly can. And because of him being out, this is when he says, you know, we're going to have to relinquish the Ring of Honor World Championships or tag championships because, you know, we can't defend them. And MJF is like, hold on there. He goes, "Um, we are absolutely not going to relinquish the belts to, quote, those freaky deaky douchebags, the righteous. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) he's very against that. And he's like, you know, like I not like I take ownership. I was it was my fault that I needed help at Grand Slam and you ran out and you injured yourself. Um, but these titles are going to be back like waiting for you here when you get back, bud. He's like, I'm going to defend them in a handicap match against the righteous. Don't you worry. And Adam's like, oh, OK. And at this point, Roderick Strong and the kingdom literally roll out onto the stage. Roderick is in a hospital gown in a wheelchair with his neck brace on. As if he's just escaped from the hospital and not been checked out. And he's yelling, Adam, Adam, I need you. It's an emergency. Uh, meanwhile, surrounded by Mike Bennett and Matt Taven, you know, two capable people who could probably help him with any emergency he was actually having. But 
you know, he's dramatic. Um, so MJF looks at Adam and he's like, I really learned something about friendship on the boat. So I'm, I'm going to say, you go take care of what you need to do, buddy. I'll be here. And Adam's like, okay, thanks. And so he leaves and uh, goes with Roderick backstage. I don't know what the emergency was. We don't really find out, but they leave. And the crowd's like, boo, fuck that guy. So not happy. Yes. And uh, with Adam gone, this vacuum is filled by uh, a, a new player, Jay White, who comes out with the Bang Bang Gang, but they leave and he he alone walks to the ring. And I, I want the new Jay White shirt. I think it looks so cool. It the really does. Yeah. Yeah, I like, like that one a lot. That's the first wrestling shirt I've like been like, oh, I would I really like that in a long time. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It kind of looks like a band shirt. Um, yeah. So. I know but, that's yeah. your like your like that's your measurement of success of a wrestling shirt if it looks enough like a band shirt. Yeah. yeah. Look. I will wear it, and if you're in the know, you'll get it. And if you're not, you're not going to ask me what it means. That's kind of the place <laughs> I want to live in with shirts. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jay White is out here, and he's like, "Hey, man, uh, what's up? Uh, I rule, and you suck." And MJF's like, "No." He gets really mad because he he says, "You know, I've read about myself a lot in terms of." Um, he quotes like, sure, he's good, but he's no. And then like insert famous wrestler name here. Um, and he's like, that never really bothered me until I got compared to you, Jay White. And he calls Jay a talented wrestler, but he makes it clear that he is not on MJF's level by any stretch. And he says, you know, he makes a comparison where he calls himself like steak. I think filet mignon or like prime rib or something some good steak which i'm sure jenny just got real hungry when i said that um filet mignon he's he's kind of the main course the main attraction on the plate and he says jay you're like tofu you basically just taste like whatever's around you so uh he says jay has been given everything a lot of accoutrements like cool merch a leadership of a cool group um but he's like, if you take all that away, you're nothing. And if you're smart, you'll get out of here and we don't have to do this. And so Jay's like, well, that's interesting. He sort of laughs and goes, I'm so glad I got my own MJF experience, but I'm kind of disappointed because you're off your game. Your bromance with Adam Cole has really uh, weakened you. And he ties back Adam and MJF's entire relationship to he, Jay, defeating Adam Cole at Forbidden Door. And he goes through all of these steps about how they got to where they are now, which I didn't write down. But, like, basically, he claims credit for that. And he says, I've been ruining your life from afar for a while now. And I'm here to ruin it in person. Let's go. And he basically declares he's going to take MJF's championship away from him. And because he's, like, the better person and he's going to make it real. And the crowd is really not happy about it. They're very anti MJF not being champion um and basically Jay just gets in his face and he gets MJF so riled up that MJF's like let's just let's do it now let's do it now and he's like eh like the true heel he just rolls away and is like not right now and he just kind of laughs from the ramp 
So I know, Andy, that you said that you have faith that Tony Khan won't mess up his entire, like, tag team division to support this storyline with MJF and Adam Cole while Adam Cole's out. Here's the thing, though. They have the trios titles. They can just, like, continue with those. And, wait, it's ROH tag team. It's not even the AEW tag team. So, like, it doesn't have any... Why are you looking at Megan like... What are you talking about? The belts that MJF and Adam Cole have. Yeah. Or the ROH, not the AEW ones. Oh, you said something about the trios titles. But the AEW also has the trios titles. Tony Khan, like, he has so many freaking titles. He does not need... You know what? I guess you're right. It is. It's only the Ring of Honor tag team titles. Yeah, like just wow. them keep those, and they. Megan, it's a promotion that airs on Honor Club. Come on. And, and they guess. haven't been focusing on MJF. Hasn't had like a feud for the world title, like the most quote unquote the most prestigious title in a while. So like, let him. All right, he can put the tag team on the back burner and still hold it. And you can still get, like, nods to his, like, Adam Cole friendship and, like, so we don't forget about it. Maybe. Let him have a feud with Jay White for the for the world championship and let him spend some time doing that. Megan, let the record show that Jenny convinced me to change my pick to MJF. Wow. Because you're right. It is only the AROH tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Like, this would not, like... MJF's not beaten FTR two on one. He's beaten the Righteous two on one. Yeah, yeah. We don't even know who the Righteous are except some stupid dumb cult that claims that they like it's all new when we've seen it all before. Mom's got some juice in her, guys. This is primo, primo Jenny time. Who the hell are the Righteous even? <laughs> so. I so the sentiment that I have seen on especially on the Voices of Wrestling Discord, which is where I do most of my wrestling hanging out now, um, since I'm no longer subscribed to Post Wrestling or The Observer. You and uh, Ian Riccaboni. Me, yeah, me and me and old Riccabone, uh hanging out there. Uh, but the sentiment seemed to be afterwards that MJF like got the better of this, and I feel completely the opposite. I thought MJF, I thought this was one of his weaker promos in recent memory. I feel like he has less edge than he did when he was a heel. He, like, none of the things he said, like, the tofu line, like, didn't, I I didn't even think really, like, landed. Well, that's because you don't eat tofu. Okay. (laughs) She's coming at you hard. My, My point is, I thought Jay White ate the guy's lunch in that promo. I thought he was so much better. I thought he was quicker i thought he was more on point i thought he stuck to like you know like let's build a match i thought jay white was incredible i want jay white as AEW champion uh yes i am on that page with you (laughs) jenny can only hear flight of the concords when he speaks yeah i can i cannot take him seriously because i only think about his brit he did um but he even said, like, let's get this sexy accent out here. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you Kiwi. I love it. Um, no, I'm I'm very pro Jay White. I think that MJF has 
softened as a face, but I think that's kind of like what happens. So I don't I don't really hold it against him, but like he's not being his scumbaggy gross self to the same level as he usually is. So I thought Jay Wright was like, look, I run the bullet club. I'm a badass. I'm very good at wrestling. I'm famous for being good at wrestling. Like I'm well known around the world. And I'm just gonna take your title. <laughs> and that's that. I do like that um, Max continues as as a babyface to like his number one character trait is that he is really easily gotten to. Even like yeah. like, mm-hmm. like he was so mad at the end of this. He what well, he was he ripping his shirt open. Just like he was in every second with Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah, it was like oh reverse psychology. That's pretty easy to use on you. You're so yeah. so easy to manipulate. Yeah, but I do. Um, I am pro Jay White coming out on top in this. And then, you know, and then a nice face MJF winds back around to Adam when he comes back. And they just they just tag team it for a little while. I'm good with that. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, But for now, the next thing on the show is a classic Jim Ross sit down. And this time, it's with Christian Cage and Darby Allen. And as per usual, they've agreed to no physicality. (laughs) Jim Ross is really happy about this. He's like, thank God I don't have to get up and try to get out of your way. I am tired. (laughs) I can just comfortably sit in this chair and know I'm going to be safe. So, yeah, no physicality. Um, JR first asked Christian, like, how do you feel now that the controversy around you being the TNT champ has been cleared up because you you actually want it? And Christian's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I've held the TNT championship for months now. Nothing's changed. Um, yeah, like, like, no idea what you're talking about. JR then points out that Christian has lost Darby twice so far. So he asks, like, what makes you think you can beat him in a two out of three falls match? And Christian's like, well, first of all, those losses were flukes and non-title matches anyway. So basically, I haven't lost. And then he uh, claims that Darby relies heavily, like, solely on his skateboard and tables and chairs and other props and tricks to get his wins. So that is why he specifically asked for a two out of three falls match, because it requires wrestling and he believes that he will be able to expose Darby for kind of the fake that he is and from there he he says I'm gonna do that in front of your your whole hometown and then like such a douche he looks at Darby and he goes hey is your uncle gonna be in attendance (laughs) and I'm just my mind I'm like grass (laughs) damn Christian it's rude and Darby, like, takes it in stride and is just like, or because Christian goes, oh, no, he can't because he's, uh, what? And then Darby goes, he's dead. And he goes, Christian, everyone you talk shit about is dead. It's fine. Like, that's <laughs> your thing. Um, and Darby's just, he says, like, he's not afraid of losing in Seattle because Christian, well, there's, like, no way Christian will beat him there. That's his hometown. And Christian's like, well, if you're so confident, why don't you bring your whole family? Uh, why don't you bring Nick Wayne and, and tell him to bring his mom? And he goes, oh, wait, don't worry. I'll, I'll ask her. I've got her digits. I'll hit her up. And Darby's like, no, stay away from Nick Wayne. You don't need to have any, like, any control over him or my family. Nobody's coming. Um, 
you you suck. And Christian's basically like, he needs a real mentor. I'm going to get that little boy. I'm going to, how much do you want for your boy? (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly it's happening to Darby. (laughs) Um, So Darby's just like, look, man, if you had any balls, like you wouldn't bring Luchasaurus with you because he's the reason you win all the time. And surprisingly, Christian's like, fine, I won't bring Luchasaurus. So I guess this Wrestle Dream match is going to be just straight Christian versus Darby. No help on the outside. Two out of three falls. Um, but as Andy sort of uh, implied, I would believe Nick Wayne showing up and maybe doing some some mischief. Maybe being a Christian guy. Yeah, I mean, he's got a new stepdad. Yeah. Uh, per Justin Shapiro's uh, grid, if you want to use Brody Lee, you have to type in his shoot name of Jonathan Huber. That is weird. Yeah, I think so too. That's really bizarre. Like, why would I? I wouldn't even have been mad if it was Luke Harper. I just like, why was? Why is it the shoot name? Is every dead wrestler revert to their shoot name in the grid? Oh my god, maybe. That's horrifying. So, yeah, that's where Christian and Darby are. It got kind of heated at the end. They didn't have physicality, but um, Christian said something about Darby hiding behind face paint. So Darby got a hold of a water bottle and started just like really flinging it around, wiping his own face off. But I also got the impression he wanted to like sling it at Christian, but he he stopped. Jim Ross was like kind of leaning back like, you're getting me splashed. Like, Please stop. <laughs> I'm in the front row of a sea world. He's like, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> Who gave this child water? Uh, I did not sign a waiver for this. Yeah. So I like I like the heat. I think that'll be a fun match. I do hope Christian retains just because heel Christian being a champion is great stuff. Um, but okay. So speaking of Wrestle Dream, as we are this whole evening. There is going to be a four-way tag team match on that show to determine the number one contenders for the AW World Tag Team Championships on tonight's Dynamite. However, we get a four-way match with a single member of each of those teams, I guess as a sort of preview of what's to come, but only like half of what's to come. So, (laughs) repping each of their teams is Orange Cassidy for Orange Hook, Austin Gunn for the Guns, Penta for the Lucha Bros, and Matt Jackson for the Young Bucks. Um, it's a fun match. I just, I guess, like, prior to hearing the backstory of this program, again, I was kind of like, well, why are you only giving me one person from each team when this match is going to happen, like, in a few days? Uh, Like, I had fun with it, but I was just like, why is this happening? Um, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it, it was fine. Regardless, Orange pins Matt Jackson. I don't know if that's any implication to how the teaming will go, but. Well, you there know, you have it. Feel like, yeah, that's that's a political job, you know. Like Nick won a match earlier, so you gotta you gotta beat Matt. So I think Hook's gonna get the pin. The pay per view. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get the submission. Sure. Okay. Red Rob. Yeah. Would you correct me there? Oh, I, I didn't. I asked you if you think he's gonna win by submission. Oh. Yes. <laughs> That's typically how he wins, right? Yeah. Because he's more wrestler. Yeah. 
I don't, yeah. want, to have a weird, I don't want to have a weird fight with DJ. DJ is in full force. <sighs> okay, DJ. want your thoughts on this match. Because it's the women's match of the evening. And technically, if we're going by wrestling, it's the main event. So yeah. we've we've got Julia Hart versus Willow, Willow Nightingale. And Willow, she shows up. She walks out with, like, a purpose. She's not all happy and, like, you know, dancing and stuff the way she usually is during her entrance. She is pissed. Her head She's is wrapped. Pissed. She's pissed. Her head is wrapped so that one eye is covered. Um, but that gets ripped off pretty early on in the match. And we see that she has kind of the Malachi black eye going on because Julia, you know, spit mist at her. And the announcers say that her vision is compromised because of this. But is Julia inadvertently creating other Julia brains? I don't know the rules because I it's like Willow didn't seem converted. But then I was wondering, I'm like, well, she's getting the eye disease. So is yeah, she well, converting? Like, is Sky Blue going to show up, like, evil? I don't think they need more than one. I don't, I don't think she needs, like, a whole, well, like... I don't think she needs it, but, like, I don't know if she understands her powers. Oh, she's like a little baby vampire that's like, I need friends. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I... I don't know. I started to question it because Willow also had, instead of, like, a colorful, like, bright... um outfit like usual she went black and gold like kind of a darker look and i'm like oh no are you turning but she also getting too much into it yeah she went full force against julia like i actually thought this match was awesome because they were like they were going for it and julia was doing well and willow was doing well but it, it looked like they were really trying to like kill each other because Willow's pissed, obviously. Brody King was out there. And I love that he's like Willow sort of like went like sort of like gave him I don't know. What what are the what did the kids call it? She faced him? Did she face him? Did she give him pie face? face? Did she didn't pie face, but she sort of like she made like she went like woof, like she did the like I don't know, oh, she, she like at him. she like made noises at him. Yeah. It was basically like, well, I'm not afraid of you. I think she was mocking him because he does the barking, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like the whole dynamic. Uh, Julia Hart did win. She did a killer moonsault p- press that was very impressive that I definitely thought she was going to overshoot. Yeah. <laughs> that looked really good. I thought this match was excellent. I'm I'm into Julia Hart, and I'm into Willow. I think of all the matches on Sunday, I don't think any will disappoint me with their results more than if Julia doesn't walk out as TNT champion or TBS champion. <laughs> yes, it is. It is weirdly compelling. Yeah. Like I really need this. So please, they've, please do it. They've touted her 25 wins. I, I thought that was, unfortunately as I loved this match, I thought it was really good, but I also was like, well, Willow's not going to win because they were just talking about how many matches Julia won to get to Chris Statlander. And, um, you know, she's going to fight Chris Dadlander, so why would she lose? But but Chris does show up because, naturally, after the match ends and Julia's got the win, she puts Willow in the Heartless and, um, you know, just to, just to mess with her. And then Chris Dadlander has to run out to make the save. And Julia just, she gets behind Brody and she's like, Mah-ah. she, like, shakes her finger at her. Like, I don't think so. Not yet. 
And I thought yeah. that was kind of a funny, like, <laughs> like a heel thing to do where it's like, you bitch. But I loved it. Was, it. That was, that was good. I like, I, and she's so little compared to, like, yeah, she like comes up to his waist. She's just like, yeah. I'm fully behind you. <laughs> Can't get me. So, um, she, she will turn 22 next month. Oh, or, sorry, in November, rather. No. Uh, yes, yes. She, uh, as far as, like, having her character down, she's like a, I feel like she's like a prodigy. I am so upset. <laughs> I'm old enough to be her mother. Yeah. Well, if you were Gilmore Girls, you'd be best friends. <laughs> Here's something else fun I just found out about her. She and Lee Johnson uh, are getting married on October 13th. And the reason they're doing that is because it is a Friday the 13th because they're both horror nuts. Oh, that's fun. I love that. Yeah. I wonder if they'll have like Jason Voorhees like themed stuff at the wedding. Oh, I hope so. That's so I'm so glad for them that it fell in October, like a Friday the 13th happened in October. Yeah. That's so fun. That reminds me, I gotta, I gotta like contact Dave and we gotta, we gotta watch some Friday the 13th movies that day. Yeah. You gotta celebrate. It's a high yeah. holiday for you guys. We have um family photos being taken that day. <sighs> I guess we gotta move that. <laughs> <laughs> Respect the holiday, Jenny. Damn, that, that's like in the evening time too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh man. I mean, I think it's like four to six, but it might last until seven. I don't know. Okay. It's unclear. It's primo whore time. Of what time we're actually going? Prime time whore. It was Friday the thirteenth, Jenny, that you watched, and then had a rude awakening at the end, right? Yes, it was. I screamed <laughs> like I was in a horror movie. They thought that was wonderful. <laughs> Happy spooky season, everyone. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we're going to be getting to some... Oh, some... we got to get Emma's Halloween stuff washed here. we got to get it washed. we gotta, we got to start doing some... We might have to, we might have to delay the, the, uh, the modern Trek movies again because we are we are getting a spooky season it's time for it's time for like some jenny friendly uh october movies a fine line yeah. we walk with those yeah it is it is a fine line <laughs> it is just tolerated on my end taller <laughs> oh my god not taller good luck to julia hart this sunday we think you are going to uh, make us all proud. Yeah, we're going to be really sad if Tony Khan doesn't do the right thing here. Yeah. Okay, so that was the last match. That was the main event. Worthy. Um, but the way the show actually ends is we get a contract signing between Swerve and Adam Page for their Wrestle Dream match. Um, since Tony Schiavone is out this week, Renee is hosting this one and she lets us know that security is surrounding the ring to keep out the mogul embassy and the elite, both of which are banned from ringside 
for this one. Um, Adam pretty much is no nonsense. Like they put the contract in front of him and he's just like, okay. And he goes to sign it and Swerve stops him and he says, are you seriously ready to take me on in my hometown? Like, do you know what that means? Do you even anticipate being able to really do this? And Adam's like, you know, Swerve, you went through a lot of stuff where I'm kind of having shortcomings this year uh, with your, like last week you, you did that and you know, it hurt. But I also want to thank you because you made me think about my year. And you're right. Like, I've had a a rough time. Um, But I also had some good stuff happen. Like, things are looking up. For example, he got back with his friends and the elite. And overall, he says he's weathered the storm and he's ready to give the audience the best of himself now. And he says that also means that at WrestleDream, you're going to get the best of Hangman Page Swerve. So, like, don't you worry. I'm going to show up and I'm I'm going to give you all I've got. Um Swerve takes this the show of vulnerability and just laughs and calls him pathetic. <laughs> he says he doesn't care about any of the, he any of this stuff like Adam says, you know, he, he doesn't even care that it's Adam he's facing in the match. What he really wants is the spot that Adam holds right now. So it, he says it could be anyone. I just want that spot. And Adam's response is well just because you want the spot doesn't mean that you have what it takes to uh quote fill my boots and swerve gets sort of fired up and he goes to sign the contract and adam grabs the pen and stabs it through his hand while he's doing it and at this point governor has safely exited the ring because she's smart she's seen this happen a million times and she knows when to run um but security floods in and they they split these two up and uh, the contract is signed, but, you know, it's quite chaotic in the ring. And it's not how we totally end the show, but um, before we get to the very last bit, I will I will stop and let Andy and Jenny weigh in on on this contract signing. Uh, I thought this was right up there with Switchblade as the highlight of the show for me. Uh, really strong promo battle. Loved uh, the not so subtle digs at CM Punk uh, by Hangman. Um, He's allowed to now. He doesn't have to worry about getting like uh, <laughs> reprimanded or hit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, but I thought it was pretty clear that little little black cloud was, you know. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see. And, and honestly, like I wouldn't be shocked if that was a big part of Hangman being de-emphasized since his feud mm. with CM Punk, um, because uh, we know how much influence CM Punk had in the company. Yeah, I mean, even if CM Punk didn't like explicitly say it, you know, Tony may have de-emphasized him just to avoid. Yeah, you know. Because like CM, CM Punk was the world champion and it was gonna you know was gonna be working main events and working on top, and so obviously that meant Hangman was no longer gonna be doing that because Tony wasn't gonna put those two in the same you know what I mean in the mm-hmm. same place. So anyway, yeah, I thought this was great. It was it felt like it did feel like the old Hangman is back, um, and also Swerve continues to be like a very compelling villain. And it's going to be interesting on Sunday when he's going to be getting 
enormous cheers. Uh, yeah. Against Hangman. So I'm, I'm hyped. Me too. I, I really like Swerve. I mean, I like Hangman a lot, but I think Swerve has just really shown like his level of talent recently and uh so i'm very pro him but also like man uh fucked up if drew if like tony khan <laughs> chose cm punk over his uh four-year tested employee who has done great adam page you know like that i hate that i really I mean, he, hate he, he the did, politics he, it's obvious he chose cm punk over everybody until yeah. he no longer could i know that's so shitty though <laughs> i guess yeah. that's what i'm saying like like Adam has been loyal and performed and like done his part and he's been part of the company and then to just be like, look, you said something obscure and CM Punk hates it and believes that everybody thinks that you basically like spit in his face on television. Um, so I guess you're going to have to go away. That makes me so mad. I hate it. Yeah. But yeah, hyped for this match. I think it's going to be really cool. These two, uh, honestly, either guy winning. It's fine with me. I just, I think it's great that they're uh, they're having a match, and I do hope that Swerve ends up being the first AEW like black champion because I think he's probably the best position to do that. Honestly, at this point. Yeah, I think so. Agree. Yeah. Um, so that would be the end of the show, except we just have to cut briefly to the backstage area where a crew of men dressed head to toe in black, including like full face cover ski masks, uh, is caught on camera beating the shit out of Jay White. One of them is wearing MJF's devil mask, but to be fair, he does not take it off to reveal himself. So we can only speculate that it is in fact MJF. And at this point, Andy, again, when I thought maybe Adam Cole's like injury is sort of a kayfabe thing i was like mm. what if adam cole's rallying and and this is him um but it's probably not maybe it's brett i would love if it was brett <laughs> that yeah, me too. A swerve. yeah. brett and jermaine and the manager guy no brett baker <laughs> oh okay where's brett i thought you meant like other no i know i know and, and once i said i was like oh i already said brett <clears throat> but in the new zealand way yeah this is Britain, the Pittsburgh way. Yeah, so, uh, is this MJF? It seems too obvious for MJF to, like, slap on the devil mask and then do that. I think it's Andrade and LFI. Ooh, I like that angle, too. Okay. Yeah. That's, it was four people, right? <sighs> yes, I think so. Yeah. Oh, I mean, MJF doesn't have four friends. We know that. No. He doesn't understand the concept of having more than one friend. Exactly. He didn't even understand the concept of having a friend until recently. That I don't understand. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't understand the concept of having more than one that's friend. A, that's a bridge too far for her. But definitely only one friend at a time. Oh, I do like I do like the possibility of it being LFI. That's fun. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll we'll see the next chapter in that story. Maybe Sunday. I don't know. Uh, we're, we also have this, uh, this new era, you know, that, uh, oh, here, <laughs> there's this rumor that started in this, like, since last we spoke, that uh -oh. the new era is referring to, uh, Tony Khan purchasing New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
Is what? that like a legitimate possibility? I don't think so. Like, I think, A, like, I think it's very difficult for Americans to buy Japanese companies. Like, like I think it's legally set up that way in Japan to make that difficult to do. Isn't he banned from Japan? And his yeah, father's he... banned from Japan. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to, like, you know. Anyway, I just think, I just think it's, it's weird. It, like, it seems to have started on a... Um, on a uh, Facebook wrestling group. Oh, okay. Very trustworthy. Sure. Yeah. And then somehow it just like caught fire and, and I don't know. I, I think it's still probably referring to the method with which we uh, watch pay-per-views uh, will be the, the, is the, is the new era reference thing or end of an old era and, and beginning of a new era. But this isn't going to be on the new way. Well, no, but it's, it's, it's the end of an era. It's the last one. And then, Maybe. The switchover. Watch Max not be ready for the next <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, how's Max doing, Megan? Um, I mean, it's still functioning just fine on my okay TV. So I, I is he holding up? Are we accusing Max of being the ones that dropped the ball in that potential relationship, or no, they did. Oh, they yeah, sure they, did. We confirmed it. Yeah. Okay, they have the server capability to stream live TV. From what I understand. HBO Max was had the ability to stream live sports. When they did the switch over to Max, they didn't just switch the name. They changed like I think it's called like the technology stack. Yeah. So it was like a completely it's actually like a completely different system even though it looks exactly the same that does that did not at that point have the ability to stream live sports. Seems like they should have added that into the stack. And I do, I will say, like, listeners, I have a computer science degree. I understand what Andy's saying. I'm not just making things up. But, like, if you switch technology stacks, like, you should have ways to cover all the functionality you currently offer when you do the switch over. It should be less capable than the one you're uh, replacing, right? Exactly. Like, if you're going to make the switch, you should make sure you have the technology in place at every level of the stack that the service doesn't get worse. It at a minimum maintains at best gets better. So that's wild to me. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Now. So then, so uh, let me see, this is from the verge on September 19th. So just what, like uh, nine days ago, Uh, they reported, uh, Max, the streaming service owned by Warner Brothers Discovery, is adding a live sports tier in the U.S. on October 5th. The Bleacher Reports, it's called, so it's called Bleacher Reports Sports. Uh, add-on will cost $9.99 per month, with current uh, Max subscribers getting the tier for free until February 29th, 2024. The upcoming sports tier will feature live games from Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, the National Hockey League, the National Collegiate Athletic Association, and U.S. Soccer. These games will continue to air on Warner Brothers Discovery's cable networks, including TNT, TBS, and True TV. So basically what they're doing is for, well, free until February, and then for a $10 a month add-on fee, you will be able to, through Max, watch any of the sports offerings from Warner's cable channels. Mm, so okay. it would be a way to, if, you, if, you're, if you're only subscribed to TNT because you want to watch NBA games... You no longer have to do that. You can just subscribe to Max and get the, the sports add-on tier. Um, 
Does wrestling yep. fall under that? So, uh, there has been no mention of wrestling here at this time, but that also seems like you'd want to make that announcement. Yes. On TV. Yeah. Or do your own press release or something if you're mm-hmm. if you're telecom. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so so they appear to be ready to do it now, like technology wise. And in fact, they're also uh, they're also adding a CNN thing mm. on so where you can stream CNN live now. Or okay. In the next week, I think that's launching. So they're they're gearing up for a lot of things, and it sure seems like uh, AEW would be a good fit for all of that. Heck yeah. Because what? How much does uh, Max cost? The, like the 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 four K plan for Max costs twenty bucks a month, right? Yeah. Okay. So so basically, you're looking at thirty dollars a month. Holy shit! What? That's a lot of money. Oh, I sp- I uh, split it with my parents. Unless that's not allowed, then I don't do that. <laughs> okay, Jenny. But like, how much does an AEW pay per view cost on Bleacher Report? Fifty dollars, Jenny. It costs fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's about ourselves a little pricey. Um. So okay. So now we have to pay thirty dollars a month, and I guess we're supposedly gonna get monthly pay per views then. Yes. Like, if you mean like the royal we, as in like all of the people who are fans, um. What I think what will probably end up happening is we would probably uh, find a good friend who has Max and uh, like Venmo them uh, $10 a month to cover the the add-on sports tier. Until they fuck us over like Netflix. Right, yeah. Then, we, then we'd have to figure but it guys, out. Guys, I found out that the Netflix thing on Apple TV is still logged into the old account that we used to share with someone else. And it works? And it works. Well, let's cancel our Netflix then. Oh, can we do that? Why couldn't we? You can yeah. cancel and go back at any point. Oh, well then let's cancel. So Make sure when yeah. you cancel, and this is just me being spiteful, you pick that option like, I'm leaving because you won't let me fucking watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Elsewhere. Because I had to recently, for this month, resubscribe to Netflix. For a month. Mind you, I refuse to go beyond that. Um, because our trash TV date. Is it going to stop me, though, like, right now? Because our trash TV date is on Saturday. So maybe we should wait until Sunday to October do this? October 3rd, it'll take effect. Okay. Yeah. So Netflix has its stupid claws in. But I, I'm so bitter. Um I look forward to canceling again and being like, you won't let me share this with my parents who are retired and don't yeah, need mean, to spend extra money on Netflix. That's the, that's the thing. We were, you know, sharing with Andy's parents. Like, it's not like we were, I don't know. It's not like we were, like, sharing with, like, 30 random friends, you know? No, okay. I think that I that's, paid for four. Peacock. I will pay Peacock whatever money <laughs> Jenny's so sold on to that's, Peacock. That's the one we share with 30 random friends. Well, not random. They're all good friends, but there we share Then a lot. you need to take that away so that other... So if Peacock hey, stops... Hey, 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 down. hey, hey, let's not get hasty. 
as one of those three random friends, I I watch Project Runway with my sister while we eat dinner, and it's on the Peacock. So please don't take it away. I mean, Peacock's very stringent about the number of streams you can have at a time because I have been denied my stream at points in time. Do you feel righteous indignation when that happens? I do because I'm like, I'm one of your pieces. Which, Jenny, if it's ever us, you can always text me. I will immediately get off the peacock. Normally it's me not closing out from another TV in our home. All I'm saying is streaming services, if you offer a certain amount of streams simultaneous, I and I pay for them, I should be able to use them in whatever locations yeah. I want. That's what I'm saying is I'm not asking for more access. I'm asking you to let me use my four streams I pay for. Yeah, and I think Peacock, I think it's only two. It's like two or three. Like It's, it's three. It's three. Yeah. So it's like a small number. Um, yeah. And like, again, like, it, I know it's working because I know sometimes I get locked out. So, like, I know they're like, you know. Five different houses are on our Peacock. Now, granted, I don't think either set of her parents ever uses it. No. Yeah. I Well, my, um, my parents watched Escape to the Chateau. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Your parents will not, even though I've recommended it about 40 times. Not their style. Not their style. Okay, well, the point is, it looks like the sports tier thing is coming. Um, it's been announced. Uh, AEW's involvement has not been announced with it, but I think we can we can expect to see that uh, in the near future and maybe announced even as soon as Sunday. I think it's... People are going to be real bitter that they're paying $50 to watch one pay-per-view when they're announcing on that pay-per-view that, hey. No, they're, they're going to be psyched. They're like, oh, shit. So, like, like after the this. We, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, they announced the network, like, way before the last pay-per-view they sold. Like, I think, I think they announced the, the network, and then there was still, like, Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber before... It switched over the network. So they were still selling two pay-per-views before you even knew that this, you know, after you already knew this thing was coming. And surprisingly enough, didn't, I mean, don't they still continue to sell pay-per-views to people who refuse to get Peacock or the network? Or with Peacock, is it different? Because I remember when the network was running, people still just like bought pay-per-views because they didn't want to sign up for the network. Yeah, wild to me. As far as I know, they still sell pay per views. Like it's very, very, very few people who buy them. But like if you're if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you don't have like broadband, then you know, like that's kind of your option. I guess that's true. Yeah, Yeah. that is the case because I I just kept thinking like why not just spend ten dollars for that month of the network and then you can just get it. But you're right. Not everywhere has high speed, wonderful for streaming internet. So, here's what this means for us short term. This means we will not have a show on Sunday. Um, uh, we'll probably watch Collision. I'm, I plan on watching Collision. Uh, I do too. Yeah. But uh, what we'll what we will do is we'll do a show on Monday, and it will primarily be focused on Wrestle Dream. So you can look forward to that, and uh, we'll reveal the winner of the prediction contest and all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's everything. So. Uh, for Megan and Jenny, I'm Andy. Thank you all for listening to another edition of the Elite Beat. E, Elite Beat. E, E, Elite Beat. <laughs>